Hello, I'm Liz Jones. If you read my diary in the Mail on Sunday's You magazine, then you'll know me and my life pretty well. But if you've always wanted to know more, this is the place for you. Welcome to Liz Jones's Diary, the podcast. I'll be taking you behind the scenes of this week's column before digging back into the archives to find some of the most shocking and hilarious stories from the last 20 years. I'll be doing all this with the help of my assistant, friend and confidant, Nick. Hello. Oh, no. Oh, it's depressing again. Oh, dear. Nights in white satin. I must have been bad. Never reaching the end. I must have killed someone in a previous life. Letters I've written. Never meaning to send. Like torture. Torture. Ah! What the hell? I'm backing. You don't know the lyrics, do you? Ah! You should have got the lyrics up, shouldn't you? You should have got the lyrics up. Oh, that's great. And I love you. No. Oh, I love you. This isn't love, it's torture. It's not love. And I love you. I never thought I'd get Liz Jones singing I Love You at me in that torturous voice. Do you know why I'm singing that? And it's a very, very sad day. Because I have gone to hell and this is what it's like. Minnie, Gary Brooker, lead singer of Procol Harum, dies at 76. Procol Harum? Nights in white satin. I've never heard of them. Why have you? You're like those bloody creeps on the chase and they're 25 and they can't answer a question who was in the Beatles I said I don't know I'm too young I'm too young to know who Clark Gable and Carol Lombard were but that's not the point it means you're educated you have nothing to do with it and anyway you're not that young Minnie I've, I've never heard of them I mean I know the song and I know who Carol Lombard is just 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 you're jealous you're jealous you're jealous because they're young now, do you know the last time I sang that? Go on. I went to interview Gareth Malone, the choir master. You know him with you the beard? S- you sang for a choir master. No, he had a piano and I was a bit nervous and sweaty at that point. <laughs> and he got this iPad out with the lyrics on and he started to play it. And he said that I'm lead singer. First time in my life I was lead oh singer. Oh, my God, how awful. So I started singing it, Nights in White Satin, and Gareth is playing the piano. And then when I'm just getting to the crescendo of I Love You, the whole choir walks out all in their gowns and they're backing me, they're backing me. Why? So oh I why? have sung with backing singers and you haven't. Why, oh, why did TikTok not exist? We would have gone viral with that. We'd have made money from that. Can we just, like, reproduce that? But he said I could hold a tune. What, as far away from him as possible? (laughs) It reminded me I've also danced with a dance troupe. So when I was about 19, 18, I was on stage at the Palace in Leon C or Westcliff 
dancing and I was on the front page of the local paper. But you've also danced for Brendan Cole, haven't you? Was it him? In was Strictly. It? Strictly, you had his lesson with yeah, him, Yeah, I get the models up. You see, all those men look the same to me. Well, I don't really look past the tight, yeah, the tight I went trousers. To, yes, I went to Torquay and Brendan taught me to ballroom dance. And it's quite amazing, really, because you think as a ballroom dancer, they're not that macho and everything. But he was so strong. I didn't have to. I was just like a rag doll. I didn't have to do anything. He just carted me around and put put me up in the air. And so strong. He was inhumanly strong. It's like you're talking ponies. I'd love to be thrown around by one of them dancers. I mean, good luck to them. Let's face it, good luck to them. I'd be one of those people they didn't do the lifts with, wouldn't I? You'd be like that Disney cartoon, wouldn't it, Fantasia, with the dancing elephants in the tutus? Oh, but I tell you what, they were born to wear those little black trousers, weren't they? But he was, he was inhumanly strong. Oh, Aliash. Sorry, I'm gone on to Aliash now. I've gone. I'm bye. Bye-bye. But I'm very very sad that the lead singer of Proko Haram has died because everyone's died. I've just been at Fashion Week in London, despite the storm... This is the difference in work ethics. So the night before, and it was storm units, the worst storm for 30 years, no trains, snow. Yeah, we had a crisis. So I said to my friend Isabel, I'm going to Fashion Week tomorrow. She said, you can't go. But you can't go, you can't travel. So I'm on the train with my coffee. Seven hours, whatever Seven it was. hours, but yeah, I got yeah, there. I yeah. got there. Yeah. And they're like, you know, you know you're old when you're standing outside the fashion show and you're you know, with your hat on and everything, hiding your baldness, and all these skimpily dressed girls with backless dresses on and high heels and no tights, and you say to them, are you sure you're warm enough? Oh, I've definitely gotten to that age where I look at girls and think, put some clothes on, love, you'll get pneumonia. The difference really with this year's Fashion Week is all the focus was really on the street-style people outside. It wasn't so much as what was on the catwalk. And they're all just taking pictures of themselves and selfies and posing. They're not really bothered about getting into the show. You sent me some pictures, and I'll be honest with you, I thought fashion week people dressed up. They no, like I trans. sent you a picture. I was at Uden Choi. It was in a lovely building. I took pictures of the buildings, actually, which were more interesting. And I sent you a picture of the fashion crowd, and you said, oh, they all look like tramps. But they do, I mean... How, why on earth don't you dress up if you're going somewhere like that? Or was that, there, that? There was no particular style. Everyone was just wearing stuff that was crazy. Yeah. But it's funny how easily influenced I am. I mean, you probably aren't influenced at all. But no. I would sit there and I see these girls in like mini skirts with great big jackets and shorts, and you just suddenly think, Oh, I wish I had a pair of green shorts and I wish my thighs were thinner. No, it no. just affects me like that. I'm just part of that section of society that's very easily influenced. No, I'd be thinking you don't wear shorts with a big puffer jacket. That's ridiculous. Stop it. Go and change. But I did wish I had thinner thighs. I've got Meghan Markle calves, but then it all goes a bit wrong above my knee. Be grateful you could have my thighs. That's as your waist. Dick. Yes. We've done so many intimate things. We have. Do you know what the most intimate thing was that happened on Sex of the City, which you still haven't watched? No, no, I'm a bit nervous. Samantha had to remove a coil from Sarah Jessica Parker because it got lost. That's what doctors are for. Why was she fishing around looking for the coil? I think it was an emergency. Oof. 
Oh dear, I'm not moving your coil. I'm not. No, I don't have one. That those days have gone. We have boundaries. Can you look at my scalp and see if my hair's growing back? Yeah, please? yeah, I can look at that. Okay. What right. do you think? We're moving over the light so we can have. What do you think? Hang on, let's have a look. Yeah, you've got you've got bum fluff. You've got bum fluff. It's about two inches long, isn't it? Not quite two inches, but yeah, oh. you've got bum fluff. Don't upset me. No, no, it's not. I'm not. Oh, upset she's you. harsh. No, 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 I'm not. If you want someone to be supportive. Don't choose Nicola because no, she's very hard. Okay, I'll say something really positive. It's not growing back grey. It's growing back really, really dark brown. It's like your dyed colour. That's really Isn't weird. Isn't it peculiar? That's really weird. No, it's grey. It's growing back. All your bits are growing back. That must feel better. That but must... didn't we have a huge response last week? It actually was unbelievable. The inbox exploded. So this is obviously... Happening to lots and lots and lots of women, it's a not just because of chemo, issue. not just because of hormones, because of illness, because of stress, because of COVID. Blood pressure medication, different medications, thyroid issues. Literally, we've got a huge list of reasons why people have suffered with this and, and how upset they've all Minnie. been with it. Minnie wants to poop. Minnie! Why she, does she always It's quite this? stormy. I don't think she wants to go out. But... What's in common with everyone is they've, they're all really upset about it. You know, I'm upset. There was a lady that, that was talking about losing her hair through chemotherapy. Minnie. And she was saying, it's like losing your armour. It's like losing, you know, a part of you that you present to the world, which is absolutely true, isn't it? I mean, when you go to the hairdressers, you come out, you flick your hair, you walk differently. It, it's just so important to us, isn't it? So... You know, it was really heart-rendering to listen to all these emails, to read all these emails. Well, we had one from Yvonne, and she said, gosh, your diary. Yvonne, it's not a diary. It's, it's not Jones's a diary, it's diary. a columnist. If you oh. raise your eyes above the heading, above no. where it says Liz Jones's diary, ignore that. It says columnist of the year. It's a column. But you can't blame someone for cleaning. I can you because can't. we've brought this up before. Every week we argue over this. Every week. Anyway, your column today really struck home. I live in Yorkshire. I'm single after dubious relationships. I've got one-sided deafness. My best friend and soulmate is my dog. See, we need to be friends. Uh, so she lives are. in Yorkshire. Where is she? It struck home as today I'm losing so much hair. My plug hole is always full of the disgusting oh, bless stuff. Her. Oh, bless her. Thank you for brightening my Sunday. I don't buy the mail every day. Oh, dear. Well, she's buying it for you, though. Yvonne. But she's buying it for you, though. I would have bought a Daily Mail today, but they don't allow dogs in the shop, says it all. Block it. Block the shop. Block the shop. Picket it. Boycott it. Don't go in that shop. They're obviously just chippy. They're chippy and blocked. <laughs> Jackie says, dear Liz, don't worry. The hair loss is called telogen effluvium and it happens after illness or stress. See, we thought that because I was very ill last year we and I'm always stressed. Yeah, you have both of those. It's so scary and brought tears to my eyes many days. Oh. Take care, Jackie. Gillian says, bad Gillian. Do as Dawn French has done. Let your hair colour go its natural colour. Give up the black dye. It will suit your complexion better. See, we do like to criticise, don't we? But you're buggered now because it's growing back black. It's not going back grey. 
Have a restyle, you will feel a new Liz and maybe not feel as stressed. Give it a try. Thank you, Gillian. I actually think Jill French looked better with her hair darker. I love that glossy chestnut that she had. I loved it. I really did. I tried to have lighter hair because I'm but getting older. But what's wrong with dyeing your hair? Men shave. Yeah. Men lie about stuff. What's the difference? Well, I tried it and it didn't suit me. I had blonde when highlights. Were you grey? No, I... Because I've got a few wisps of grey, I thought I decided to have some like coppers and blondes put through, rather than be quite so dark. And actually, it was horrible. I looked horrible. I didn't she went like purple. It. She went purple. I've never been purple. She so every time Nick goes purple. to the hairdresser, I say to her, "Do not go purple again." I've never been. Pu- it was red, not purple. It was, it was purple. Red. It was mauve. Oh god, it was red. You're not Prince. It was. Re- <laughs> Oops. So you've been reading a book this week called Thirty Things. She's a little bit self-obsessed. Maybe she should get a diary. 30 Things I Love About Myself by Rahika Sankani. But it's a novel. It's a novel. It's so not, she's making up things that she loves about it's, herself. Yeah, it's not, it's, not, um, it's not a self-help book. Um, it's, can I just say, it's brilliant. I've listened to the Audible version and it's brilliantly narrated. Um, I've got the book and I love the book. Do you want um, to go and work for her? That's oh, brilliant. It's absolutely <laughs> it's brilliant. I'll see how she's going, you know. I mean, I'll make sure she's consistently successful. Um, it's it's Bridget Jones meets Carrie Bradshaw. I think you'd really like this book. Well, you don't know who Carrie Bradshaw is, so you don't deserve to say her name. I've seen you've snippets. I've seen snippets. You don't deserve to say her name. But they've got together and they've produced a lovely book, baby. It's a brilliant book. And it's funny, it's witty, it's relatable, and just just read it. Um, what does she love about herself? Well, it it evolves. It starts off. It's a, it's the the main character Nina is a British Indian, so I love the fact it's written from that point of view because we get lots of lovely cultural references with her family and things like that. So I love that. It's a little bit different. She's an Indian lady. British Indian, yeah. And she's got the most wonderful mother, the most wonderful mother, very Indian. Um, they're trying to get the mum to date and she only wants an Indian guy. She doesn't want a white man. And she's absolutely brilliant, this No, mother. I don't want a white man. Absolutely fantastic character. So all the characters are brilliant. There's no, as you would say, baggy lines. It's a really full book with lots of... Lovely facets to it. Um, um, Should we explain what baggy lines are? Go for baggy lines. It's not lines. like about your underwear or anything. What it is, What is a baggy line? When you're a newspaper columnist award winning, no paragraph can be boring. Don't yawn. Hmm? Every paragraph has to tell you something or make you laugh or make a point yeah. or make you angry. It can't just be boring and filler. No. And and this book, this is exactly what this book does. There's no fillers. The characters are great. The storyline's great. So basically, it's about this girl. She's just recently broken up with her fiancé. She ends up, through no fault of her own, getting involved in, in something, just walking Drugs. down the street. No, no, nothing like that. She, there, was a, there was a demonstration. She got involved and she's arrested. And so she begs for something to read. She's a journalist. She begs for something to see, read. that's she can't why there's no baggy there. lines. There's no baggy see? lines. That's where, the, see, that's where the Carrie Bradshaw come in, you see. And this guy, that one of the wardens gives her a book. And it's a, a self-help book. So she starts reading it. And she... In prison. 
this book completely changes her trajectory. It completely changes it. And she goes off on this sort of quest. Stop laughing. <laughs> she goes off on this quest to sort of work through the book. And what are the 30 things she likes about herself? I can only think of like four things well, I they, like about myself. And I, even then I'm not that They keen. develop as, as the story goes on. So she doesn't sit down and just write the 30 things. As the story develops and she has different experiences and she meets really great characters, she then goes, oh, I like that about How myself. How does she afford to do all this? What do you mean afford to do it? How, how does she afford to go and travel and meet people and stuff? Why isn't she working? Well, she's, well, she's working, she's working. She's, well, she's, she she's working. Well, she only travels at the end. I'm not going to give it away, for God's sake. <laughs> um, so it's, yeah, and it's it's just funny. It's relatable. Um, there's there's some great lines in it. Like um, when she travels, she ends up having a relationship with women, with a woman and her mum's not very happy about it. So she says to her mum, it's not a big deal. It just means I have more options. It, just some really great lines that really made me laugh. It made me think, how difficult is it? It made me think about myself. I couldn't write 30 things about myself that I liked. I just couldn't do it. It would, it would be too difficult. But I could easily write 30 things about myself I didn't like. So it's quite But when you write 30 things about yourself that you like, can you include pets? I don't see why like, not. Could four of my things I like about myself be the collies? No, because that's the collies, isn't it? You could include that you love the collies and that you're a good owner, you know, or caretaker. You could include that, but you couldn't say, I love Minnie, Missy, Teddy and Gracie and then four things I love about myself because they're not you. What are you talking about? So anyway, it evolves. So she has all these experiences, but there's everything in it. I would absolutely say if you're going to read a book, read this book. So she never gets any books in for me. No, I love this book. I love this she book. She just gets them in for herself. Well, I put, So one I, thing that you don't like about yourself, Nicola, is you're selfish. I'm, I, know, I, love, I love the fact I'm selfish. <laughs> but it's not my kind of genre. Did so you call it in under your own name? No, I didn't call it in. I bought it. I bought it. I bought well, it on Well, she's profligate as well, I everyone. I bought it. So I would say it's not really the sort of book that I would normally pick up and read because, as we all know, I like horrors and crime and mysteries and that sort of thing. But it, it's brilliant. It's absolutely brilliant. If you like Bridget Jones, it's a grown-up version and she's just meets Carrie Bradshaw. Do it. Get this book. You will love it. Yeah, well, Nick doesn't know who Carrie Bradshaw is. She's got no right to say her I'm name. I'm going to read it again. I'm actually going to... I'm going to third time read this book. It's so good. <laughs> Do you want to know about this week's column? The column? Because it says at the top, columnist of the year. It doesn't say diarist of the year. Go on, then. Tell us about your diary, then. Go on. Go do you on, want, do on, want to know what the heading is? Go on. Tell us about your diary. What's the heading of your diary? <laughs> Not a diary. Yeah. Do on. you want to know what the heading is? Go on. Go on. In which I wish I hadn't blocked my ex. Oh, for God's sake. Kill me now. No. Well, it's someone to chat to, isn't it? Talk to the dogs. You've got four dogs. Because now I'm single, I'm slightly thinking there are moments in life when being single is awkward. Do you want to know what they are? Go on. Like the time I landed in Florida. <laughs> For work. I wouldn't go to Florida otherwise. I love to go to Florida. I was. It's horrible. I went to Florida for work to interview a then 13-year-old Justin Bieber backstage on my own because I was working. 
I was travelling to the US on a tourist visa. They always make me go on a tourist visa because it's too difficult getting a journalism one. You have to pay for it. It takes years. And Justin Bieber would have died by then. So I had to go on a tourist visa. It'd have been a bad So every time age. I go into America, I have to lie about why I'm there because I'm on a tourist visa. <laughs> Although I did once say to the armed police around President Trump, who weren't going to let me into his hotel, I just said, Google me. Google me. Go on, Google me. Google me. So there Google we me. have a, this week's Miranda Priestley moment. Google me. Google me. Just Google me. They were so shocked I said that. They actually did it. And these, all these men in black no. suits talking into their wrists were Googling. Well, they're like when men in black, Will Smith. Yeah, except with real guns. I'm a little bit jealous now. The uniformed man at passport control at Florida, Miami... See, now I'm going to go, welcome to Miami. Welcome to Miami. Took my fingerprints. That's revealed I don't have any fingerprints. Well, you haven't got any print on your keys anymore on your laptop. So this uniformed guard said to me, why do you not have any fingerprints? <laughs> I said, it's because I've worked for many, many years as a writer using a computer and they've worn away. He became suspicious. Why are you in Florida for a few days on your own? Should I do that an American accent? Why are you? <laughs> Can you do an American accent? Why are you in Florida for a few days? Huh? No, no you can't. <laughs> so I told him sheepishly, here's this mid-50s woman on her own. I'm here to see Justin Bieber in concert. <laughs> he raised his eyebrows. I must have seemed like the saddest, oldest fan of a teen sensation he'd ever encountered. He waved me through, shaking his head. <laughs> That's humiliating. I'm sorry. <laughs> but it's like when you're... Another awkward single moment is not just when you're going to see Justin Bieber and you're, you know, nearly t having your pension. You're going to go and see someone who's 13 and scream. Um, he was a rude little man as well, Justin. I told him off. He's grown up. Pretty handsome, isn't he? He's a bit of crumpet. I mean, now he's legal. I wouldn't kick him out. No, I still think he's horrible. Um, the other moment is when you're in a hotel and you order room service and they come up with their, your big tray with your vegan burger and they see you in this immaculate room with your square pillows and they think, why is she bothering to be in an immaculate room in Soho with square pillows on her own? Why is she here? What is she doing? Why is she here? And they think it's yourself, wasted on it? you. God, no, you're the only one that would appreciate it. Most men don't appreciate things but like that. But do you that. remember I used to stay at the hospital club before I stayed at her house? I do. And the hospital club is closed because of COVID, and I think that's terrible. And I stayed once in the suite at hospital club because I'd done some sort of TV programme in the basement, and they gave me the suite. And my ex, who's blocked, blocked man... Came and stayed so the night. So we're calling him now, man. He came and yeah, he's like a sort of a U-turn on the thing. <laughs> <laughs> Not a U-turn, is it a U-turn? <laughs> he came and stayed me in the room, and I said to him in the hospital club, in the cabinet next to the Pringles, they've got sex toys. Sorry. Sex toys in the room. So we had a look at the menu. There's so, a menu of so sex I'm toys. So I'm there, free room at the hospital club, and I say they've got sex toys. And he looked at the menu and he said, they're really expensive. Hang on a minute. I've never been to a hotel. They've got bloody sex toy hospital menu. Hospital club had sex toys. God damn. But the man I was with, blocked man, said they're too expensive. And they say romance is dead. 
honestly. So at those moments, you think, oh, I'm glad I'm single. But when the man comes with your vegan burger and you've got your square pillows and your dressing gown and everything, they feel a little bit sorry for you, even though they're a waiter. It's weird, isn't it? Because actually, most of us are perfectly happy to be in a nice hotel room on our own and enjoy it ourselves. You know, we don't need a partner. Says Nicola, who won't dump Martin despite what he did on Valentine's <laughs> well, Day. We're not, we're not staying in posh hotel rooms anyway. It wouldn't affect me. You can read this week's diary in full on Man on Sunday's You magazine. Do you want to know what the archive is? Go on then, tell us about the archive. Well... In the Daily Mail on Thursday, I wrote a piece about Oti Mabuse's bosoms. I love her. I love her, love her, love her. And I wrote about the because loads of people were complaining, saying her dress is too low cut on, on Dancing on Ice or wherever she is or on Golden Pond. She looked fabulous. She wasn't like in a stripper outfit. But they were the saying, it, well, put them away, love, and you're going to offend children. So I wrote a piece saying, actually, when I was 11 in 1969, don't tell anyone that. Don't tell anyone I was 11 I was 11 trying to work out whether you were telling the truth or not, but my maths isn't that good. No, I am telling the truth. But my maths isn't that good, so you got away with it. So when Paul McCartney was in Savile Row recording Get Back and on the roof, I started dieting. When you were because, 11. When I was 11. Because I'd seen Twiggy and dancing on a table with her skinny legs. Her legs were just like bones, weren't they? Yeah. Her breasts were like two fried eggs. And I remember just thinking she was the most beautiful person in the world. And so I decided it was just one morning. I was about to go for my riding lesson. So before my riding lesson, paid for by washing up, my mum always brought me a coffee and toast and marmalade in bed. Oh, lovely mum. Love my mum. So you can't beat mums, can Poor you? Poor Deb mum. Poor Deb oh, mum. you can't Jones. beat your mums. And my sister, who was in the next bed, because I shared a bedroom until I was about 45, said, oh, that's, do you know how many calories that is? Because she just bought a calorie counter from Boots. See why I hate Boots? Yeah. You're best off not knowing. So from that, it was a trigger. So from that moment, yeah. I wanted to be like Twiggy. It's funny, isn't it, when you sort of think about the, the jigsaw that puts to, that comes together to but create if you're, a situation. But some people, it doesn't life. affect. All those things would have happened. The marmalade, Twiggy, no, thinking Paul McCartney didn't love me because he was going to go off with what's-her-face. All those things were a trigger yeah. for me. But for other little girls, they wouldn't have been. But no. if you're a very nervous type... No. That no, it wouldn't trigger. have triggered me. I it mean, I trigger. didn't look at... Well, nothing could trigger you, really, could it? Well, I, did, I didn't look at women like Twiggy and, and find them attractive. I would look at, more, you know, more curvaceous women and think they were attractive. So I had, like, a different role model in terms of what I thought was attractive to you. But it's funny. I never knew this would happen. But then working for the Daily Mail and writing about fashion and working for You magazine, I was sent to interview Twiggy... Lots of times. I remember that, yeah. And I went to her flat in Kensington and her husband made me a drink. And unlike a lot of models, 
she wasn't vain at all. So I remember I went to Caprice's house in Los Angeles and she had these huge posters of herself. Like here, Nick, in my house. Are there any pictures of me no. anywhere? No, there aren't, are there? I always it's just a painting weird. by a reader that she did of me and the horse. But Caprice had these walls of pictures of herself. But Twiggy just had this one picture on in a in a corridor of her with Kate Moss. So she mainly had the picture because it was of Kate Moss. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I met her again when she launched a line for M&S and I met her at a private members club and I was just standing there looking at the clothes and stuff and suddenly someone grabbed me around the middle and it was Twiggy and she like grabbed me. Hello, Liz. And she said, um, oh, I can't find my glasses. I can't find my glasses. And then she's talking about her mutton top and her awful knees and she says she's not a fashion victim. How did you climb all... I'm doing... T- and he's stand that set now. How did you climb all those stairs in those shoes? She says when she saw my Prada heels. You're mad. So even Twiggy was less of a fashion victim than me. And she's Twiggy. It's really good that you announce what accents you're doing just so we can get on board and know that. So Twiggy was skipping oh, around in ballet this. flats, a mannish navy, linen blazer, skinny jeans. When I interviewed her, she was 62. So that was in 2012. And I said to her, oh, you don't behave like a woman in her seventh decade. And she went pale. <laughs> yeah, thanks she for said, that. Please don't say seventh decade, she yeah. said. I never dreamed I'd be in the business at this age. My mum dressed old. Your mum probably dressed old too. But women are different these days. Oh, completely different. Women don't want to be told we must suddenly look and behave in a different way, says Twiggy. This is... East End, that's it. Again. I go shopping with my daughter. We swap clothes. There were no rules. That's why I decided to do this. So she did a collection for Marks and Spencer. And then she said, I came up with the perfect black trouser and printed palazzo pants in a fabric that's good enough to hide my lumps and bumps. My trousers, she said, are cut a little higher on the waist to hold it all in. Twiggy, I said, you don't have a muffin top. She said, I do. Even when I was skinny, I hated hipsters. They cut into my hip bone and were really painful. Now, in my cupboard, Nick, in my Tiffany box, I haven't, the first time I saw Twiggy, I have the knitting pattern. I, I, I noticed it. Is that what it is? <laughs> it was a knitting pattern before she became famous, and it was a little tank top. And my mum knitted it for me so that I could be like Twiggy. Oh, my God. I wonder why you had that knitting pattern in there. It was Twiggy. Oh, God. See, my mum used to make all my clothes. We oh, never bought them. We were too mom. poor. Lovely mum, though. But the next time I saw Twiggy, and this is funny, I went to Goop. It was a one-day ticket to Mind and Body Wellness, and it cost a £1,000. And I had to wear an armband to get in, like I was going to be in hospital giving birth. Who pays a £1,000? 250 women paid £1,000. 35 paid for a weekend £4,500. Good God. The people who bought the weekend pass for Goop were called Summit Warriors. I rarely endured such a day of woo-woo nonsense. Or encounters so many well-heeled young women in designer athleisure gathering to worship at the altar of self-help. My bag was searched at the entrance, scented with huge installations of English flowers. I half expected that if they found any plastic, I'd be shot. It was fascinated to see Gwyneth Paltrow, who at the whole Goop event was only known as GP. 
Right. That was the slightly humanised, huh? Right, I'm sorry, I haven't got over the candle thing. The vagina candle. No, no. I've never recovered from that. I quite like a candle that. that smells of wet puppy or wet horse. Yeah, but not of not of no. one says this smells like my vagina or whatever. No. God no. Gwyneth's forehead is ever so slightly corrugated. The rich person's badge of merit to show they've not had a facelift. She has ironed Calvin Klein hair and a smile that can be seen from outer space. She welcomes us all. There are only two men in the room. Only one woman I spot with a BMI above that of a catwalk model. She then conducts an interview, which isn't called an interview, it's called a morning fireside chat, although there wasn't a fire. Okay. Makes perfect sense. With Barry Michels, a psychotherapist and author of the rather unfortunately titled The Tools. Barry, you are a tool. Oh, God. Chatting about how women can be powerful, Michels mentions the name Harvey Weinstein. Paltrow has the decency to blush a very soft pink, as it was through working through with, with that particular monster that she won her Oscar. Do you remember her crying and that yeah, in the dress yeah. that was too big for her? yeah. Perhaps that's why she turned away from acting and towards giving something back. Well, she's not really giving something back, is she? Look at what she earns out of it, a £1,000 a ticket. She sells a jade vagina egg, which despite costing £60, they're currently sold out. You see, the blocked man would have said it was too expensive. I wonder what you do with them. Do you lay them? Be grateful. Martin said co-op flowers for Valentine's Day were too expensive. No, no supermarket flowers. I'm sorry. They they abuse hippos, supermarket flowers. They steal all their water and they're flown. Well, it was fine because he wouldn't pay co-op's prices for me flowers. So I had, a, I had a plant. The breakfast was nice. I sent you a picture. Do you remember? Breakfast looked amazing, actually. I had plant-based donuts, cauliflower popcorn, and a session with a breath guru who taught me how to breathe therapy without words. Yeah, forget that. <gasps> give, give, me the, give me the donuts. Seeing me looking sceptical, a woman from Sweden came up to me and asked, deadpan, will you be breathing later? I hope so. I was going to say, it would be bad if you stopped, wouldn't it? And then she had a guest called Penelope Cruz. Very beautiful. So she sat opposite Gwyneth and Gwyneth said, hello, Penelope, it's a shame you're not more attractive. That made everyone laugh. And then lunchtime came, so I was really looking forward to lunchtime. And I did an exercise class as well, but I, my mat was too thin because I f- felt my bones on the floor. At lunchtime, Gwyneth walked around among us. She walked among us. With or without bodyguards? She had two bodyguards. <laughs> and to quote Woody Allen, what did she think she, we were going to do to her? Give her bad vibes? Oh, my God. Yeah, that's fantastic. She said an aura shield. The event lumbered on, fueled by nut butter balls and hubris. One wag says the event should be called Buy My Book, Buy My Book. There are lots of treatment stations. I opt for the face gym. My face is ironed by a little pair of rollers. I tell the therapist it's making my fillings tingle. You have fillings, she gasps. She thinks they should have been extracted when they were looking for stuff in my bag. Oh, dear. Then I had a light therapy golden facial treatment. Do you remember they put the picture of me wearing the mask in the paper? It was literally like Hannibal Lecter mask. It was the funniest thing I've ever seen. And it glowed red underneath it. Anyway, the therapist said to me, she took one look at me 
And she said, do you want the green light for acne or the red light for ageing, sagging, dry or very dry skin? Did they do them in a full body? I opted for the red. The most bonkers session was the Reiki class conducted with yet another straight face by someone called Jasmine. They're all called Jasmine, aren't they? No one's called Beryl or Hilda. They're all Jasmine. This woman walked among us, banging her chimes. Use your third eye to visualise a bright light, she tells us. It all descends into ab-fab parody. The climax... Please stop thinking about those jade eggs they sold out. Is... Special guest, Twiggy. Yay. Yay. So I'm like, hello, Twiggy. Twiggy. It's me, it's me, it's me, Twiggy. <laughs> Twiggy. <laughs> and she's going, oh, I've lost me glasses. And the contrast between this American face-rollered, woo-woo, bodyguards crap and Twiggy, who's in her late 60s by this stage, was absolutely... You couldn't have a wider chasm. And who was more beautiful? Yeah. Twiggy. Every week, lots of you get in touch, telling me what you think about my life and my decisions. So I think it's only fair that you get to have your say here on the podcast too. If you'd like to get in touch, then go to lizjonesgoddess.com or tweet me at lizjonesgoddess. We've had some letters not about hair. We have. My main ones were about hair, but I I was really grateful this week because I had so many lovely emails to me as well saying about me not being well and, you know, get some honey. No one emails me about, oh, no, they do. They do, they do. (laughs) We just had like hundreds of emails about your hair. But I got got lots of letters this week. So I was like super, super grateful to everyone that bothered to sort of write to me. Little old me. I was quite pleased. Go and work for them. I was all quite chuffed. And Debbie said, Dear Nick, lovely Debbie, after listening to Friday's podcast, you sounded so poorly. I do hope you're feeling no, better. No, she's not. No, I'm not, but thank you. But not only that your Valentine's Day with Martin sounded diabolical after his thoughtless behaviour over Christmas, what keeps you together? Along with Liz, it seems you both give with love and generosity, materially and emotionally, and sadly don't get anything in return. What keeps you both continually giving? I got Debbie. an engraved math matchbox in you return. Did. You did, you did. But I think that's a really good question because I think it's not just us, is it? Lots of women have partners that are sort of not quite cutting the biscuit or for whatever reason, and we do sort of plough on, and I think that's sort of question of why we do. I'm not doing it anymore, though. Well, you've made a stand, haven't you? You've I've blocked, blocked him. him. You've blocked him, and, and I think for a lot of women... They're financially dependent on their husbands or, or partners and or they've got children together, they've got mortgages together. I think it must be quite... I, I mean, think a lot of women are afraid of being alone and will mm, I find anyone else? Mm. Well, for me, I mean, I've certainly not got a mortgage with Martin, we've not got children, but we have been together like nine years now. It's quite hard, I think, to to walk away from something you've invested all that time in. You want it to work. You want it to turn round. You want him one day to wake up and think, I'll make you a cup of tea and bring it upstairs. But it's never going to happen. No, but I'm sort of like the eternal optimist. Even just that, you know, 
hi, you've been at work, you're been in a storm, I'm going to make you a cup of tea when you walk in rather than just carry on on the PlayStation. That would mean a lot. And I think we don't really want much, do we? We don't I do. actually. I'd, I'd, I'd be really happy if he sort of just like, I don't know, made dinner one night when I walked in. He sometimes makes me a pot noodle. I don't like them, but it sometimes makes me a pot noodle. So I thought it was a really sort of good question. I think a good litmus test, if you're in a relationship like, say, say you are, is would I have this person as a friend? Yeah. And I think there are two types of people in the world. They phone you up or you go out to dinner and you feel that all the blood has been drained from yeah. your body and all the energy. But another sort of person, you go out with them and you come away. Like when I used to go out with my friend Mina, I'd come away and i think, yes, I can do that. And that was so funny and my, my sides hurt from laughing. So some people buoy you up and give you energy Absolutely. and some people suck you dry. And I think when you are sucked dry, sometimes you're so worn down that you can't really address it, you can't really do much about it. There's, you, you just haven't got the energy for it. But I'm, I'm like the eternal optimist. I think hopefully, you know, things will change. He will they become. Won't know. They won't know. They won't know. You might as well try and change a Brussels sprout. But I have got a new man. I've got Boris. I've got Boris, though. And we've got another letter who says, Hello, ladies. I'm willing to bet you're watching Married. Who's watching Married to check out the Nigel situation? He's not there. He's not there. Where's he gone? I know, but you did, didn't you? You did. You watched but it for Nigel. who's that man taking photographs? Don't know. It's the wrong photographer. He's awful. We need to complain. It's wrong. We can't pause it. We can't record it. You can't perv over it. I can't go to Sydney because I haven't been vaccinated. But, I mean, that's a good reason to get a jab, isn't it? It's a really good reason to get. You put your principles aside. Just go get jabbed and so go. If anyone lives in Sydney, go to his house and see why he's not unmarried. Well, that's it from us this week. If you enjoyed listening to Liz Jones's Diary, the podcast, why not visit mailplus.co.uk forward slash subscribe to get access to all our podcasts, videos, opinion pieces, and more. I'll be back next Sunday, but for now, I'm Liz Jones. And I'm Nick. Goodbye. Goodbye.